Welcome to episode 53 of Teach Me Tiger. Are you ready to go? Are you good? I am ready to go. Let's do this. I've never been more ready in my life. All right. Teach Me Tiger, the show where we talk to our experty and or enthusiastic friends to learn about the things that interest them. And us. And you. (laughs) I'm Melody Starkweather. I'm your regular host on the show. And I've got my husband, Chris, here with me today. I'm Chris, and I'm here today. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about some wild secret projects and conspiracy theories on this episode. And we're going to be talking with Chris's longtime best bud mike is it fair to call him your best bud yeah i think so in terms of historical context no like he's the best one he might overall i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the best human we've been close for 30 years how's that (laughs) or 27 years (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good yeah yeah did i say mike freeman yeah great so it turns out old mikey mike knows a lot about conspiracy shit crazy but he's not crazy he's not like a tinfoil hat guy he's pretty like level-headed about it all yeah we did ask him to remove his tinfoil hat he for the recording of this <laughs> of this episode when he called in he was unfortunately <laughs> he was wearing a tinfoil I, hat i did ask him to remove it because, he said it wasn't about the signals well the crinkling of the tinfoil right. was creating a lot of audio right and so I was like, Mike, listen, we're all we're all in our safe space yeah. here today. So he he took the hat off. He, he used it on the barbecue later yeah. for for some barbecue goods. He had said it was just his COVID hat and had nothing to do with the various signals that were being beamed into his brain. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> but I didn't because of the second part of that sentence. Yeah, yeah, beamed into his brain. I don't know that I listen, Mike. <laughs> we saw right through the tinfoil hat. <laughs> so. We're talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about some COVID-19 conspiracies, which is topical. We're talking about a harp. Harp. The, what's the one with the acid and the... Oh, MKUltra. MKUltra, that's a big one. And then the chemtrails uh, and... uh, That's it. That's it? That's the ones, yeah. That's a lot. I feel like a lot of podcasts dedicate like... We're just talking about MKUltra today, but they would be conspiracy podcasts probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're more a general knowledge right. kind of pod. It's just a quick pass here. Yeah, Chris. Mm-hmm. Before we get to our chat with Mike, yep. Any week peaks? Week peaks. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've rediscovered the joy of biking. Ooh, uh, that is a peak. It's been fun. Um, it's a peak in a valley and a whole lot of pedaling. I've been really right? enjoying shaving daily. <laughs> <laughs> been a while. <laughs> Just happen to have, you know, enough time where I'm like, huh, I like having a shaved face. I think I'll have one. Makes me look youthful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Melody? What's your week like? Um, well, spring has sprung. That's true. Chili, chili spring. 
You know what? We had a couple of like really nice days. I spent an afternoon sitting on the back porch editing. Yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, you might have seen something about one of my stories at Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Instagram. Do you mean sitting in the part of the porch where there isn't a hot tub or a barbecue? Yeah, in the tiny little <laughs> eight by eight inch corner. Right. Okay. Cool. That must have been nice. Chris filled our back porch with hot tub. Yeah. And barbecue. It's, it's been two years. <laughs> he says he's going to extend the porch, but he's been saying that a while. Well, it's hard to get the permits, especially now. Uh-huh. It's also hard to just build a deck. Right. So. Anyway, I sat on the back porch <laughs> in the shade because you can't really work on a laptop in the sun. It just doesn't work very well. But it was so nice. The fresh air, the birds yeah. are singing. I've been seeing some different birds around our yard, like chickadees and morning doves you saw maybe? chickadees i have seen some chickadees yeah oh. and there aren't any bugs yet that's true we're recording this yeah. early may it'll come out early may also <laughs> but there aren't any bugs yet and it's not too hot just the perfect temperature thank god yeah it's pretty nice it's good pretty and nice. i have on my to-do list to weed my garden before the weeds get out of control <sighs> so that'll be a peak in and of itself yeah i love Weeding, not. <laughs> All right. Peaky weeky. Pretty good. Sweet. Peaky weeky. It's <laughs> a good one, Mel. We should weave that into the pod every week. I, I'm pretty sure What's I'm What's your just... peaky weeky? Peaky weeky. I actually think I'm ripping off one of your jokes. Okay. Peaky weeky. So should we get to our chat with Mike? Sure. Let's listen to Mike talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mike has a lot to say. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah. Super interesting. Fun guy. Yep. He's he's a bit frantic, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's frantic in a good way. Like it, it lends itself to the subject matter. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And here is Michael Freeman. Woo-hoo. Hey Mike. Yeah, hi. Hey Mikey. Hey Chris. Hey, Melody, what are you doing here? It's weird. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, how are you guys managing during this pandemic? Um, I mean, we're doing uh, about as well as can be expected. My wife, Joanne, and I are very lucky. I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a school teacher, so you know, my salary is taken care of, and I have a greatly reduced workload that is you know, safe, and I can do it from home, and I don't have to talk to anyone if I don't want to. You know, we're in a subdivision so everybody doesn't live on top of each other and there's lots of opportunities to socially distance you know if if we need to and we can walk around feel safe and i don't know we it's it's been really easy like uh, my family is everybody's been pretty healthy so far you know so i can't really complain this week really hit me i mean like i i like initially i kind of first of all like because school didn't start i had three weeks of like vacation like it was kind of not really vacation obviously but like Mm -hmm. it was still pretty sick to like not do any work for three weeks and then you're like Okay, now I actually do work. And then the first couple of weeks is like, you know what, this isn't that bad. I get to like stay at home and work for myself. I get to hang out with my wife all day. But then this week really hit me like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I really am bored. <laughs> uh, I'm really not handling this. Like, th- I really want this to be over. Don't you like soon, miss so. the smell of strangers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and the weather's getting a little bit nicer, and you're like, oh man. It'd be nice to like actually go somewhere and like enjoy it rather than just like sit in my driveway and be like, oh yeah, it's slightly warmer than it was yesterday. Great. Okay. <laughs> Trying to awkwardly walk around the block for, like another two times and then go back inside. <laughs> How about you guys? Is it how's Perth doing? We don't go into town much. Yeah. We live in the country. Our, 
It's pretty similar for us, or, except for like no hanging out with our group of friends. Yeah, but yeah, day, that sucks. day to day is very similar in that we're on our large uh, estate. <laughs> yeah, you do have a big estate. Mostly You're not like a, a lot of lounging. We've we've had to lay <laughs> yeah. off a number of the staff, but it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. You're like landed gentry. I've always said some. Know. Most of the ones we laid off, we've. Eh, we've been looking for opportunities to thin yeah. the herd a little, and so this was just Fair an enough. easy way. Fair out. enough. <laughs> okay, Mike. Mm-hmm. Before we get going, we like to loosen up our guests, if you know what I mean. Wink. <laughs> Do you know what okay. I mean? <laughs> yes. It's Icebreaker! Yes. Anally? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Now, Mike, unfortunately, because you're not here, we're doing this over the interwaves, you will not be able to reach into my big fancy box. That's a COVID spreader right there, reaching another. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Chris will have to do it. Chris, okay. you want to reach in there? I always do. <laughs> All right, oh, it's, it's messy. <laughs> <laughs> you need to cut your fingernails. <laughs> okay. If aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you home with them, would you go? Um, probably not, because I think that if an alien landed on Earth, they would probably be like gas-based and like we live in the center of Jupiter in like a boiling hot cauldron, and I'd just be like. <laughs> hanging out like i wouldn't i don't even want like want to like move to germany by myself yeah because like, i would no, feel sure. too alienated from germans you yeah. know what i mean so You'd like you'd be like trying to get ma- a regular american breakfast and they'd be like no we just have the cheese and these buns this yeah exactly breakfast. and like i don't think zipzorp and like glurp <laughs> are gonna be able to give me anything approximating like drip coffee for in the morning no you know, so. they're going to give you a gelatinous amino ooze <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> They'll just be like, we, we, we share protein chains by holding hands. And then you're like, okay, I guess so. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. No problem. But I, it would get lonely. I don't think I would. Yeah. How about you guys? What if it was just for a quick trip? Like, just, just come for the night. I'm, I don't like, like, I like traveling, like, I, but I don't think of myself as particularly brave. So, like, I think I have a curiosity about, like, that kind of thing. Like, I would be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what what like Venusia 3 is like but at the same time like, you guys I, could, like, like take a video and send it to us and then i could yeah exactly it like can i reevaluate yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah can i talk to a travel agent or something like that you know compare rates maybe or, some like, other at least people go- could go first and then after yeah. they said it was okay then i could <laughs> go yeah i don't even like buying like olive oil unless i can look at the reviews on amazon or something like that like i don't <laughs> So the idea of going to a whole new like society, <laughs> yeah, without like seeing how many stars it gets, does not appeal to me at all. That's fair. What if there was some sort of review system and people were like, you know what, I can breathe here; it's not too bad. Then would you go? Yeah, for sure. Like if it was, I mean, I know <laughs> I don't know what you, Melia. I know Chris likes Star Trek: The Next Generation, but if mm-hmm. it was like I'm to Riza, but like, yeah, it depends. Like, so if you're if it's a, like Star Trek TNG. Aliens were like, hey, we just have a lump on our head. You want to come to our planet? I'd be like, yeah, you guys seem chill. We'll come. Like, we're all the same. Like, yeah, but I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, if that, if it's in the Roddenberry universe, like, yeah, I, w- I would go, I would go anywhere. I'd go to Quonos. I would go to Romulus <laughs> or before it was blown up. I'd go to Ferengadar. I'd right. even go to Ferengadar just to see what it's like. Hey, you know, that, get some Latin, maybe. Is that the land of the Ferengis? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ferengadar. It's, it's, it's wet. It doesn't look very, they don't make it look very appealing. 
Yeah, it is kind of dark. You know, women aren't allowed to go outside, so it would just be like a bunch of like dude Ferengis hanging out. They're also huh. not allowed to and wear let, clothing in the home. We could we could talk about this for hours. Like, <laughs> well, hang on, just let me clarify. Sure. The Ferengi in general aren't allowed to wear clothing in the home or just nope, the women? The women. Yeah. Wow. It's a very but, like sexist. Huh. But Matron. but Quark's mom Patron. like read a rev- led a revolution with the Grand Negus. Right. So like that like that might have been overturned as far as we know. So but it, it, there was a time period where if you were a female Ferengi, you could not leave the house or wear clothes. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So, I don't know. What a time to be a Ferengi man. Do I agree with their policy? No. Would I like to visit there? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to make home visits? <laughs> exactly. I want my lobes rubbed, you know? <laughs> yeah, if they could promise me a good lobe rub, I'm, I might be in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, is your answer the same as Mike's? Uh, I don't want to think that I would just go, but Mike had a really good thought process there where it's like, yeah, what would your actual emotional response be? Probably terror. If, if, you're, yeah, exactly. if you're like the first person and they're like not giving you any information or if they can't tell you. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't think yeah. so, guys. I. But what yeah. about if, um, what about if the alien was a human with a bump on their head? Yeah, totally. I would go. Okay. Especially if yeah. they're like, no, we have the whole planet is just beaches. It's all just beaches. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the ocean's full of monsters. Though. Like our society revolves around pleasure. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, that seems fun. You know, <laughs> I can but, get over uh, this bump on your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll get over it. <laughs> but otherwise not. But then like there's a rival. You ever see that? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. want to go to like the weird. What if they're like, we perceive time in a nonlinear format? I'd be like, that sounds weird. I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> I'm perfectly happy perceiving time as like a linear state. Like, I don't, I know I'm not even like, I don't want to yeah. be aware that I exist in like 40 space. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I'd, you might, get brain, you might get brain damage. Uh, yeah. Like, people say, especially in education, like, people say, like, oh, kids are resilient, but like, also the human mind is probably not that resilient. I think of the traumas that like drive people like functionally insane. Yeah, yeah, like at, at, that exists on Earth, and then if you like, in, like, and that's just being around people. And then if you put that in, like, oh, you're now in space, and you're hanging out with a bunch of squid that like squirt ink at you to form thought pictures. I feel like the topic of octopi, octopuses. Wait, what are they? What's yes. the family? Cephalopods. Cephalopods, but yeah, according to you, the last episode, right? The, it was octopuses. Last like two episodes. This is the third episode in a row relating cephalopods to aliens. So yeah, I think we're onto something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we made contact with the octopus people and they were like, "You want to come live in like, the Marianas Trench with us?" Would you go? Uh, I mean, I can't breathe underwater, so no. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, no. They're like, here, you just put one of us on your head, and then we'll breathe for you. Like, no, that would suck. <laughs> I'd be like, too much touching. No touching. It'd be so clammy. Think of the humidity. It would be. I mean, just straight humidity. <laughs> You'd just Indeed. be very wet. Imagine the well, raisin guess, is it, You'd just be wet all the time. Well, should we get going with let's, this? Let's get into it. Let's get is, into how are you feeling, gentlemen? Your ice, is it smashed? It's broken. Broken. Great. I mean, smashed. Yeah. Uh, it's melting on the hot sands of Arrakis. Icebreakers. Okay, Mike. My first question for you is, is the truth actually out there? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to say. That's a great question. A great, uh, a great, a great reference as well. Oh, thank you. Know. Thank you so much. 
I follow maybe, um, maybe, yeah. on Instagram. I follow the hashtag. The truth is out there. Some weird shit yeah. comes up. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So, so you're kind of into conspiracies. Have you always been into conspiracies, though? I think so. Like, I, like you know, X Files. I used to love because, oh, yeah. like, maybe it's sci-fi. And I like sci-fi, but it's also like you know, you, it kind of touches on like that idea that you don't understand a lot of what is going on around you, and like. You know, even a little bit of information can be terrifying, you know, but at the same time, it can be liberating. And like, I never thought of myself as really a true seeker, but then like, I, the more, the, the older I get, the more interested I get in it, I guess. Yeah. And do you think a lot of it, like, there is truth to it and people aren't just crazy? Well, like, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is like objectively true. It's not even like, this is stuff the government doesn't want you to know. Like, no, this is like revealed. Like, the government said itself, like, the, like one part of the government, like, actually like demanded that the other part of the government like reveal this information and it's like you can just look it up like it happened right. like it's not even that it's truth or not so it's like there's two different kinds of truth like there, when we talk about like weather control stuff and like you know is the government turning frogs gay and things like that which people <laughs> actually think is happening like i don't just make that because i want to make a gay joke or something like there's people out there who like preach that to their audiences like wow. that that's like a thing that the government is trying to do like to like, slow the yeah, the population growth or something who knows man I, like but <laughs> like there's used to be this great radio show if you listen late at night it was called coast to coast and it oh, was yeah. just this guy people would just call in and they'd just be like cranks of every kind you know and they'd be like i was abducted by aliens in 1986 and this is what it's like and the, the host was so good at being like oh yeah yeah that reminds me of this and like he connect all these different other conspiracy theories to it and like you just be on AM radio listening to this if you're driving late at night. You're like, oh, my God. And he was so good at drawing these details out of people. And like, and I guess it's like a deep-seated feeling that people have that there's something that they don't understand or that they're, that they're being lied to in some way. And I think that like everybody can tell, even with COVID or anything, like it's obvious every time you watch the prime minister or Doug Ford's like press updates, like there's, there's information being withheld. Right. right. And you're not privy to all the details. And like, no matter how clear they're being, you know, you're still feeling like there's parts of this that I have to infer, you know, and it's kind of there's a lot of different factors to go in. Well, can I get access to this? Like, what's the quality of the journalism in the country that I'm in or the community that I'm in? Like, uh, how long has expired between like the event in question, which is why some of the stuff, you know, is just like it's fact it, at the time you might have sounded like a crackpot if you're like the government's trying to like discredit all these leftist or the civil rights organizations and you've been like yeah whatever man go smoke more reefer and like listen to <laughs> rolling stones records backwards or whatever but like they turned out that they were exactly right and i'm sure that there's lots of stuff now like people seem nuts when they're like oh, 5g is going to turn me into like a, a zombie or something like that but you know in the future we're like actually that's basically exactly what wait till we're all zombies and then who's gonna say i told you so There'll be a zombie. Yeah. They won't even be able to say it. It'll be too late. No, you'd be like, ah. <laughs> chemtrails. 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 I have a friend who super believes in chemtrails. His name's Luke. Really? Yeah. But I've never really bought into it, even though for some reason my friend seems to think that vapor coming out of the back of jets shouldn't be visible although i think it probably should because it probably condenses as it cools <laughs> um, yeah. but what what's the chemtrails yeah. all about is it proven disproven uh, what's the current thinking on it is it still a hot topic in conspiracies i think that it is i mean like uh it's definitely 
I think it's probably one of the most popular conspiracy theories. I just saw a they did a survey revealed that like 14 percent of people like think it's kind of true. And then like two percent of people think it's absolutely happening that like the government is seeding the cloud. But like but it's it's very as a as a conspiracy, it's like very vague. So the idea is, like Chris, as you mentioned, like airplanes in the sky, we all experience looking up into the sky and seeing the leavings of of a jet plane as it flies by. And that's called a contrail, which is a condensation trail, which is when uh, I don't really I'm not smart enough to know. Maybe, Chris, you could elucidate why it would happen. But I guess like it's just like vapor that's condensing in the sky. So when a jet turbine engine pulls air in, it compresses it and then it expands again. Yeah. And that changes the state of water inside of that gas and then it condenses into a a little cloud yeah right behind the jet so there's people who think oh that that they shouldn't last that long but they have photos from world war ii of contrails that exist like are in the sky for a long time i don't i don't it doesn't seem particularly odd to me i mean like yeah okay i don't know but uh i guess it started mostly in the 90s right and so what i kind of thought about was people think they're not contrails they're chemical trails or chemtrails for short and the government is seeding the environment or the atmosphere. But this is kind of where it is. Like, there's no, like, agreed <laughs> like upon actually idea doing. of yeah. what. Yeah. It's just, like, chemicals. <laughs> right? <And> like, <laughs> chemicals are doing bad things. Right. And so it's, like, some people think, well, it's mind control right. chemicals, which is okay. And so, like, with a lot of these, they seem ridiculous. But at the same time, like, there might be a kernel that I think anybody could look at, like, news media or just popular media and the way that governments, like, disseminate information and say, well, yeah, there's some sort of, like, spin Right. But how you apply that natural suspiciousness kind of depends, I guess. And the people get really into this for whatever reason. They really they think it's that they're controlling the weather or they're like making people sick so that like the medical industrial complex can make more money, which is like a real observation. You know, there's been a huge uptick in the amount of medication people are are expected to take, you know, to deal with a variety of problems. But then people get mistrustful of that. And instead of talking about like over medicalization of, of uh, mental health, they just apply that to be like, like uh, those planes are making me like uh, making me my tummy upset or whatever. And then goes into a spiral of paranoia, I guess. But like it's also kind of it, it's become popular at a time when people have become more worried about climate change. Like mm. I think it's like 1990. Like if you want to read the Wikipedia article about chemtrails, like it talk, talks about like. 1996 is like the the time when it started. That's when people kind of got aware, like, okay, the greenhouse effect, you know, global warming, climate change. So there's that kind of like background, like anxiety where people like, oh, my God, like the things are changing. Right. And like, and what are we going to do? So this is just kind of like a way that that gets like funneled into paranoia about like they're putting barium in the sky. What does barium do to you? I don't know. Why would someone <laughs> want to like douse the population with barium or bari? I don't know how to pronounce barium. It's barium. Like, uh, but like, who knows, man? Like, it's 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 very strange. It's like lightly radioactive, I believe. Barium. Huh. What? How are people thinking that like the government's doing this? Like, are they putting it into the jet fuel? Well, there's these. I guess they think there's like gas emitters on planes and like. Sometimes they'll see like photos of, I think there was like a jet that was going from like London to, to Buenos Aires or Rio de Janeiro or something that had to make an emergency landing in like Sao Paulo. And so it was jettisoning fuel. And they're like, oh my God, look, look, chemtrails. They're putting stuff in the sky. You're like, and I think people just don't really understand how planes work. Yeah. And so they're like, <laughs> they look at things because there's these photos that you can find of like, I guess one of the ways they test 
planes is to put like water tanks inside them. So there'll be a photo of like this empty 747 or whatever with like all these tanks and that the tanks have water in them, right? They just look like a water tank, but like people are like, oh, it could be anything. It could be like, it could be barium gas. It could be like mind control gas. Who knows what it could be, right? And then like, hmm. but then what that is, is to test different centers of gravity. So like during the flight, they can like, they can like pump all the water to like one end of the plane through all the different tanks of water because imagine how hard it is to test like the safety of a plane and it, whether it works or not. So I don't know, maybe I'm just a mark, but like that, that seems like a reasonable explanation to me, but mm-hmm. people imagine it just seems like a really strange idea. Like if I was the government, there's so many other ways that I could right. disseminate chemicals into like the populace. It seems like a lot of, a lot of effort to continually load it onto. Yeah. Exactly. Like, not that I think that vaccines are a, a scam, because I, I absolutely don't. But like, that is way more plausible as far as like a government like conspiracy of mind control than like like just dumping weird stuff in the right. sky. If like, you this man- seems very mandating a vaccine that everyone has to take. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. yeah, or just putting it in like a popular soda product sure. would be a lot more effective. You'd think, or, or just tap water or anything. Like, there's so, there's so many different ways you could do that without having to mess around with like jets. And like if we've all sat in the wing, have you ever sat sat in like the wing seat of an airplane before? Mm-hmm. Like you could see if it was just like randomly in the middle of the plane, like, oh, it, it's just squirting. <laughs> it's squirting some like noxious substance. Isn't that interesting? Like, I, I don't see that often. <laughs> like, I think you'd notice and there'd be more anecdotal <laughs> evidence of like uh, someone being like, so I was, on, I was flying from L.A. to Boston today and I saw like uh, this green goo being split, like squirted <laughs> out of the plane, like. Kind of suspicious, guys. I don't know. For a second, when you were saying that, I thought you were saying you've sat over the wing. You've you've seen them squirting seen the, the weird stuff. You've that seen they, the I'm like, uh, we've all seen, we've I've all seen never the seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you think anyone listening to the show believes in chemtrails? Well, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, <laughs> like, do people believe in it? I, think, well, I know yeah, Luke I does. Well, the guy, but the guy, is yeah. Luke a flat earther or? I don't think so. Well, like also like I think around the time that chemtrails started being possible, like I think government started like speculating about what they could do to like geoengineer like a like a solution to climate change. Like you ever heard like the idea that maybe we'll put stuff in the sky to like reduce the sun's rays? Like so it'll be like just I don't know what that would look like if it's just like be darker, whatever, but that's like an idea. Like maybe we'll just make we'll just put stuff in the sky. So it's like we get less radiation to cool down the planet or whatever. And like, I think people got scared of that and they're like, right. And the, and you know, they started thinking of like what else the government might do to like control the climate. Right. Cause that, that's really scary. And this is kind of why people are distrustful of, you know, governments and, and corporations and stuff. You can read like on like this, any newspaper, like Exxon mobile, they knew since like the seventies that, that burning fossil fuels causes build up of co2 in the atmosphere so like they knew like people, lots of people know stuff that they just they don't tell you right and same with like cigarettes and other stuff so it's like it's weird but it's so close to something being bad like flying planes is inherently bad for the environment like it, like it does a lot of damage and like you know air travel as like a as like a modern convenience and like standard of living that like a lot of people on earth demand like that's done like real to the environment and it's like real negative effects on like human life and you could measure that in some way. Mm-hmm. But like, man, you got to wonder, like, is this like a psyop? Like where, where like people are directing this intentionally because it's like it's goofy. And then so like you, you accept that like a certain percentage of people are going to like believe in this. But like they can't really do anything. Like what are they going to do? Like like you, they, you just post stuff on the Internet and like and like do weird 
like videos of you on YouTube, like pointing at the sky and like crying or, or like just saying, yep, there's them chemtrails again or whatever. <laughs> right. And like, but you can't really do anything. And so that discredits anybody else's like, maybe air travel is something that we need to reevaluate. Right. Or maybe, you know, governments or different corporations or, or businesses know more about environmental damage or environmental manipulation that they're letting on. And like, it'll be revealed later that that's what's happening. Right. So it's like, uh, it's like a kernel of truth. I don't know, like not that chemtrails exist, but like the, the attitude or like the, the inclination, the instinct that I think people have that something's weird about like modern life. And like, we're expected to live like exposed to a lot of different things that we don't really know or understand mm -hmm. like the effects of it. And so it bubbles up in weird ways. And you have the guy I mentioned earlier who, who thinks that the government's turning Frog's gay is Alex Jones. I don't know if you'll ever listen to him. <laughs> and I'm not that gives gay people. The point is, is that atrazine artificially demasculates men. It overfeminizes women. So, so you believe? Don't believe me. Don't believe me. I was covering like ten years ago uh, a Berkeley study, and then a South African study, and a UT study. Going, wow! Look, almost all the frogs don't now want females. They want to have sex with males who don't produce eggs so that frogs are dying. And I said, it's making the freaking frogs gay. He's hilarious. But like, he's also like kind of damaging. And he's a uh, internet radio guy who's like appeals to like a, he's like a far right wing audience. And he kind of gives credence to these conspiracy theories that then in turn discredit like a larger critical look at how like modern life works. You mentioned the term psyop. Yeah. Could you just define that for me? Well, it's, it's a psychological operation, right? So it's like manipulating thought. So th this kind of pops up in like all conspiracy theories. It's like you're trying to direct control. I'm probably using defining the term wrong because it's been like 20 years since I read this book. But like uh, it's a it's a great it's a seminal like text manufacturing consent by Noam Chomsky and another guy that I can't remember the name of. But it's like you're, you're trying to control the discourse. Right. And if you control the discourse and like how mm -hmm. how people mm -hmm. talk about things and how people understand things and if you can control what people think of other people and like the government and the environment and things like that you can control a lot of like life and especially dissent within your own nation right so it's like if you introduce like a problem so if i have like an environmental organization like that's getting popular with a lot of people right like if it's not greenpeace but it's like if it's mike peace and i have like and, <laughs> it, and a lot of people and i have a lot of great points about how like we're being exposed to chemicals because of like insufficient environmental regulations on factories or whatever or like the government's not doing enough to like control how fuel is made or whatever or like there's not enough regulations on cars or population density or whatever and like the government's like we don't like what this guy's doing let's introduce someone to his organization that's like and chemtrails are the worst thing so like if I, yeah, so if imagine if I'm like in front of you in like Mike, the Mike piece, like environmental meeting, and I'm trying to like get us to organize, and like we're going to go on, we're going to send letters to this person about this topic, and we're going to talk to this journalist about this topic, we're going to do a march on this day. And if you can get like more than one person to be like a block of people, they're like, and we got to protest chemtrails, and you can manufacture this idea, whether you, you like encourage cranks who already believe this, or you just like get blackmail information on people and you say, okay, you're going to go into this meeting and you're going to like it. There's a term called like wrecker. So it's, it, it's kind of apply. You can apply it off. Like whether you're like a feminist organization or like a civil rights organization or a, like a black or indigenous rights organization or whatever, you just, you send someone in who's in like nuts basically. And like, maybe that's able to say, but like you just say someone who just has like, who is, who's going to derail 
and try to like split off or just discredit discredit just everybody that you they, look like your organization is foolish or has exactly crazy right and it, like and, and yeah so if i walk into this meeting and this guy's like raving about chemtrails that increases the idea that i might spin on my heels and turn out and be like well these people are cranks i'm just going to accept the government's <laughs> line on it and right. whatever they say is right right Hmm. Right. Well, that's sort of a far out there one. For sure. Let's pivot onto something that is almost not even really a conspiracy anymore because it's much more grounded in truth. And that is MK Ultra. Which was a conspiracy in that it was covered up. Yeah. Well, a conspiracy is like an agreement to commit a crime, which is what it actually was. There's the cover up and then there's the actual like, no, nah, we're going to do this. Like we're, yeah. we're going to take people <laughs> off the street and like dose them up with whatever we fucking feel like. <laughs> Can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Yep. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, MK Ultra. It, it was kind of like an umbrella term like for a lot of different projects, like a lot of these terms are. So it's like a, a CIA code mm-hmm. name for like a programs designed to test the ability of uh, the U.S. government to alter or control the behavior of humans in, a, in different ways. And so it ran between like 1953 and 73. That's it a is. long it, time. Yeah. This is like th- this is like thousands of different experiments yeah. and uh, different universities and yeah. scientists. And like there are people who knew what they were doing. And this is like during the Cold War, obviously. So like, I mean, this is what the government says as their own justification. People, You can get a lot of like CIA people and like government people in ta- talking like, they don't necessarily hide it. Sometimes they're like proud of it because they're like, yeah, we did this because the other guys were doing it as well. And so that's kind of their justification that during the Korean War, like a lot of mm-hmm. like soldiers that were captured by the Koreans would come back and they would be like, capitalism sucks, like down with the down with the American empire. And they'd be like, wait, how do they do that? And so they're like, maybe we could do that, too. And so the idea was that you'd be very concerned about Soviet agents. And so they were just like, how can we ensure that someone's telling the truth? How can we make like a Soviet person and like turn them into like a sleeper agent with like a code word or like or like a, or drugs to trigger them into doing something that we need to? How can we use drugs to disrupt important meetings going back to like a PSYOP? If there's an important meeting, how can we disrupt that? How can we disrupt like a peace negotiations or something like that? You know, like so they just explored like all these different options about how to do it. And, like there I think there was like 80 different organizations, whether they were aware of it or not. We're all like affiliated with this project. And there's some of them in Canada too. It's pretty nuts. So it wasn't all. So I looked up MK Ultra after the last podcast when I was editing because Nikki mentioned it yeah. and I didn't know what it was. And I was like, do I edit that out? Because I don't know what that is. And then it seemed like pretty common knowledge. So I left it. But what it's sort of famous for is like people giving drugs to people, right? For sure, yeah. Is this the, like, super soldier thing? Well, yeah, my wife Joanne said the exact same thing when I when I was telling her what I was saying. She's like, oh, yeah, super soldiers. But, like, it was mostly about, like, developing more enhanced interrogation techniques. Okay. Like, how to break someone down. Like, how to be absolutely sure they were telling the truth. And, like, this is, like, at the advent. I, get, I mean, obviously, people were doing drugs before, like, the early 50s, right? But, like, the LSD is being introduced to, like, the major populations. Drugs are becoming – they weren't as standard as it now. I think everybody – a lot of people now have had some experience with an altered state of consciousness, you know, even if it's just, like, smoking a joint. But at the time, you can imagine that you'd be taking people off the street – which is what they did. They targeted like sex workers, homeless people, black and indigenous and all sorts of anyone who was a minority. So they would take them and like they dose them for a lot of different reasons. Like how can we make you say stuff? Like so if I dose you with LSD, you've never been high before. You don't know what's happening to you. 
don't like, and you say, you'll only stop feeling like this if you tell us what we want to hear. Like that must be terrifying. And so that's kind of like part of it. Like how can we use this as like a way of promoting truth? A lot of this is based too on like during the Vietnam War, they had this problem where like the CIA would set up like interrogation centers where they would like take people they thought were affiliated with the Viet Cong and like the North Vietnamese army and like get information out of them. But a lot of times the information was really bad because people would just, because they were doing it like through translators and stuff. So like mm. the information they would act on would be bad. And probably they just got frustrated. Be like, okay, how could we be absolutely sure this person's telling us exactly what we need to know? And so I guess they use it as an idea of like just the ability to like completely break down the person's like psychology. So that like yourself is obliterated and you're just like a shell of the person that can be manipulated to some other end. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I watch a lot of shows on Netflix about like people often wrongfully going to prison. Yeah. And giving false confessions. And this, uh, this sounds like minus the drugs. It's totally how they break people yeah. down in interrogation and they make people admit to stuff. And for people sure. are so like, they'll have them in there for so long that they're, it, it seems like they're almost like in a dream state and they start to like believe that they've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Isolation is a huge part of it, right? Like that's kind of like what they were learning during this period, I think. Isolation and then like you punish them in the time. Like that, I'm not describing it as well. Like, I'm not as informed on this process as I was lot, but like they're learning like how to do this. They're taking they're taking like things that they learn in Vietnam and and they, like so can't really say anything about this stuff without like going back. It's a continuum of practices, right? Going back to like even like the 1800s and earlier, like as soon as like colonialism starts, right? So like, you have these people like European countries going to different other countries and trying to like subdue populaces, right? When you do that, you get people that are fighting back and you're like, well, how do we, how do we like make people, how do we brainwash people to be on our side? Right. It's really hard. Like mm -hmm. they can't even really do it now. If you look at like the Iraq war and like how they deal with people who are against like the occupation there, like it's really hard to get people to be like, accept that you just come to their country and are there. And so what is interesting about this time is that there's all these like things like concentration camps, like in like experimenting on subjected populaces and minority groups like that's been happening for hundreds of years since people like but though it's weird like this is like the government was taking these ideas and applying them to the populace of the core like the, the actual country that they're from right and so like mm -hmm. under the agus of well we got to beat the soviets right like anything anything to beat the soviets because like if they win then it's terrible like i don't know if the soviets were actually doing this at the same time so like you can get in a little bit of like ah you know who's to say who was right you know so i mean that's I mean, that doesn't seem to be that convincing as a moral argument to me. Like, I think this is reprehensible, obviously, but like, but yeah, they would take people off the street randomly, as you say, and like, 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 and they just, they just be gone and like, they'd be experimented on and given drugs. Sometimes some of them did agree to do it. And like, they would, people even in the CIA would do it and they'd like watch themselves do it. And like, okay, you're going to take LSD. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to watch you. And then, and tomorrow you're going to do it. And like, I think one, one group got dosed for 77 days in a row. Oh my I can God. only imagine what that's like. Can you imagine? <laughs> a lot of flashbacks. It's completely nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's crazy. So I was just wondering, like at the time, this was all top secret, right? And then it came out later yeah, kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. But a lot of it, I think, most like, of it was, most of the information was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. A huge amount. So they had to rely on a lot of testimony. I think something, I think they just found like a bunch of documents related to it relatively recently yeah but as, as chris was saying yeah so did anyone get in trouble for this that's a great question i mean i don't really know <laughs> like uh i mean 
I think that people have a general distrust, like maybe have a general distrust, but like think of like how torture was applied, like in Guantanamo Bay and stuff like that, like during the Iraq war and, and Afghanistan, like people don't really care. I think like definitely like trust in the government has been eroded to a certain degree. And like you see, like mm-hmm. there's lots of media that's made about this, like X-Files obviously is hugely influenced by this. And like, I think Jacob's Ladder is like another movie, like classic movie. But like at the same time, like I think people... It, don't care like i don't know like it's just because it's all just like well it was the cold war man like we just needed to figure it out right and uh i don't know and so they they just like got people off the street yeah and did they reimburse them did they return them to the street like did people die yeah i mean i'm sure they did like the fifth estate had a for this it's like a cbc show in the in the 80s like there's a 1980s episode on youtube you can watch and it talks about how in montreal there's the Allen Memorial Institute, which is like this big, it's called like Raven's Crag Mansion, like, which is really, it used to be like a really hoity-toity like asylum. And then like, I, I think it was under the auspices of a university program that was funded by the CIA, but I don't know if they knew that it was connected to the CIA actually. Yeah, it was just, so in Montreal, there is a asylum and the people would come in and be like, you know, I'm anxious. Or this one guy came in because he had, he had leg pain. He's like, my legs hurt. And then all the doctors were like, we can't find anything wrong with your legs. It's psychosomatic. So they sent him to an asylum. When he was there, they just uh, they were experimenting with like if they could put you in a coma for long enough and they played you like subliminal messages, if they could like program you to be like a sleeper agent that way. Oh. It was really bad for people. Like people woke up and like didn't know who their parents were and stuff like that. And so this happened to this guy and they gave him LSD. I might be conflating two cases, but he was talking about how like how terrifying it was. And he just lives in B.C. now. Well, I think they tried to they had a class action lawsuit against the CIA in the 80s, but I don't know what happened. Obviously, the CIA still exists, you know, they still do lots of nasty stuff. So it's not like they really learned their lesson necessarily, because I'm sure lots of stuff goes on like this. Maybe this is revealing my own like paranoia. But like, it seems unlikely that this stopped. <laughs> like it says, that, oh, it went from 1953 to 1973. Like, did it really just stop in 1973? Like, do they not like, <laughs> like, it seems maybe it, they just renamed it. Yeah, it, <laughs> like. I'm sure this this one example, like this particular, like the MK Ultra program, like was focused on using LSD as like a drug. Like maybe that was something that that stopped. But like I'm sure, do they right. do they still take advantage of like populations that are vulnerable to figure out whatever they feel like doing? Like I'm sure they do. It's it, it would seem like in, insanely naive to to disagree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so I looked this up on Wikipedia Uh (laughs) and read the first paragraph or so. And it said on Wikipedia that in December 2018, declassified documents included a letter to an unidentified doctor discussing work on six dogs made to run, turn, and stop via remote control and brain implants. Yeah. Do you know anything about that specifically? I was like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I looked up. There's a great. New uh, Newsweek article that has lots of diagrams you can Ooh. look up if you just look up like dog brain experiment uh, MK Ultra and they basically just like smushed an electrode in a dog's brain and they could make it like turn right and they can walk in a square from like oh. 100 to 200 yards mm-hmm. it's really yeah but apparently it like fried the dog's brain it wasn't yeah. that useful <laughs> you know like a lot of things are like eh like a lot of the stuff they didn't use kind of on, a, on the whole I think it informed like their philosophy towards like how to torture and extract information from people and like how to break down people and they get them to work for you but like at the same time like there was a lot of like dead ends with like yeah that that, that didn't work it's like trying to get <laughs> dolphins to yeah. you know, like uh, speaking like uh, your last episode when you were doing dolphin speaking English and stuff like that yeah there's a great if you like comic books there's a great it's a great comic book by a guy named Grant Morrison called We Three 
And it's basically like three MK Ultra animals escape from a lab and they like they like talk to each other. It's kind of like Homeward Bound, but really messed up. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say on MK Ultra before we take a break? Yeah, I should probably do it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Just the Tip Hand Poke Tattoos. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that JTT Tattoos is one of our super besties and one of the show's co-creators, Sarah Wright. Sarah does detailed and whimsical custom hand poke tattoos, specializing in botanicals and super weird shit, which we know you love. And it's done in the comfort of a cozy wood fire warmed private studio in beautiful Perth, Ontario, Canada. Just the tip welcomes all bodies, meaning everybody is welcome. Unless you're a dick, in which case you're not welcome. <laughs> Check out their work at Just the Tip Hand Poke Tattoos on Instagram or at Just the Tip Hand Poke Tattoos.com. That's J U S T T A G T. Nope, I'm not going to spell that. And you can book online. Just, just the, the tip, tip tattoos.com. And now for our sponsored segment with Sarah Wright, it's Just the Tips. Sarah, I have a family member who legitimately believes that COVID-19 is a conspiracy. What do I do? Oh, man, that's a tricky situation. Well, I guess the first thing you do is start writing emails to your family member signed Bill Gates because it'll be funny and there's not a lot else to do right now. Then the next thing you do, stay the fuck away from them because you sure as hell know they're not social distancing or washing their hands. God only knows they're just busy making tinfoil hats. You know what? Maybe they've been social distancing for like, the last 20 years. Do they have a underground cave they live in? Do they have enough food for the next 12 years? Actually, you know what? Maybe keep them close. Because if shit really does hit the fan, that might be the family member you uh, want to know. So, good luck. If you have any questions for Sarah, send them in to teachmetigerpodcast at gmail.com and listen for them on an upcoming show. Thanks, Sarah. Just, Just the, the tip, tip tattoos.com. We're back. H <laughs> A A R P. Can you just say harp? Harp. Yeah, harp. Here we go. What is harp? Harp is related to the chemtrails kind of idea because this is kind of like the kernel of information that, like, I think would kind of scare someone because, like, if you look at it, in uh, it's in Fairbanks. I think it's in uh, it's in Alaska. It's like 30, 40 acres of antennas. It's the high frequency active auroral research program. So it's like this, it looks really scary if you see photos of it because there's just just fields and fields of these sinister looking like uh, antennae that are just designed to, I guess, like fuck around in the ionosphere, which I, I mean, I know that it's a sphere that's above <laughs> the, it's part so of it's the round. atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If it's, I don't. I can take this one. Yeah, go for it, Chris. It's an ionized envelope of gas around our planet. Uh, the sun's rays basically excite these particles that Ooh, that makes the ionosphere, and that's 
what it is. It's just a, a thin envelope of excited gaseous particles. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like... They're all up there like... <laughs> well, they're no, they're excited electrically by, <laughs> by some by various uh, interstellar and uh, uh, gamma rays. Yeah. You understand? It's like <laughs> <laughs> Mike. That's good. That's good. Uh, how many spheres are there? There's the ionosphere. There's the magnetosphere. Yep. And then those one? are the only spheres I know. Uh, there's the. Do these make up the atmosphere, or is that oh, a different the one? Atmosphere is a different one. Oh wow! Yeah, no, the atmosphere is underneath the ionosphere. Uh, and the magnetosphere. See, if you had told I, the magnetosphere is literally just just the sort of electromagnetic field generated by our planet that sort of surrounds. It's invisible. And what do you call like the the glass dome that goes around the Earth at nighttime? That's the dweebosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I think this one, this this harp one is really like almost personifies the sort of people not understanding the science yeah. behind it. Because people are just like, I don't know what any of the words are. I don't know what any of this stuff is. I don't know. what I can't picture what they're studying. I don't know how any of it works. Yeah, Mike. So can you continue to explain what it actually is? So they're, they're doing shit with the ionosphere? Well, I could give you a list of things that it's trying to experiment, but like, I don't know what they mean. Like, so it's like research to the harp is included. Plasma line observations. Ooh. Don't what that don't is. Know. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Simulated electron emissions observations. Gyro frequency heating research. Ooh, gyro. High velocity trace runs. Yeah. Air glow observations? I don't know. Research into extraterrestrial HF radar echoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That one's legit. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think it sounds, like, pretty, like, it's like when you see, like, pictures of, like, giant, like, uh, satellites and stuff or radar dishes that are used to, like, do space stuff. You know, like, it, it looks like that. There's this idea of, like, you know, like, the Nazi mad scientist. Like, I think we have a nice idea, and which is, like, partly based in some truth, is that, like, like the not like towards the end of the war specifically, the Nazis were like they were trying like they knew they were losing and they were trying to like figure out well what can we do to win like what how can we use like hard science to figure out a way to like overcome our odds right and so that resulted in like the V two rocket and so at the end of the war when it looked like the Soviets were like like th- it happened like this week I think like the Soviets this is like the anniversary or whatever anniversary is like the Soviets reaching Berlin right the Americans were like terrified that the Soviets were gonna like take all those scientists that were in Germany once they overtook all, cause it looks like they were going to get to Berlin first. Right. And like, and take all that, that knowledge, right. Because they knew even before the war was over, like, okay, once Hitler's done, like the, the communists are going to be our next enemy. Like it was like, you know, this is an easy truce we have with Stalinist Russia right now, but we really need to think about the future. So mm-hmm. this thing called operation paperclip happens and they take all of these Nazi scientists they ship them to the States and give them like citizenship and say, you know, just work on the space program for us. And that's a lot of how, you know, NASA and the space program get started. And so the harp was kind of, I mean, I, I'm again, this is, this might be completely wrong, but like it's kind of connected to the D- defense advanced research projects agency, which is affiliated with the department of defense, which is the DARPA. But you know, like in the eighties when like Reagan was like, we're going to do like a missile shield. That's going to like prevent nukes from, from coming into America. They're the kind of people that were like thinking about that. Right. So it's like, People have this idea that there's like this lab of government scientists coming up with this weird stuff. And so this looks exactly like something that a mad scientist would come up with. Like it's a big field in like a weird part of like the states and it's connected with the the government organization that does a lot of like high end, I guess, or like 
out there science research. Right. Mm-hmm. So people think it could like cause earthquakes and like okay. and like flip the magnetic poles of the earth and like Ooh. do mind control shit, <laughs> control weather, tornadoes, things like that. Like there's a whole it's kinda like chemtrails. You're like, what does it do? Like what do you think it does? And you're like, uh and they get like a list of twenty things. You're like, oh my God. Like I don't know, man. Like it's not, it all seems pretty goofy to me. I think it's more likely that like wind turbines are like actually like are bad for you than this is actually doing anything bad. Yeah. I think that that that's a symptom of Probably people who understand and research the ionosphere are probably a very small subsect yeah. of atmosphere researchers. Yeah, and they for sure. Probably are just looking for patterns and phenomena that occur in this very, you know, specialized field, and that's all. But if yeah. you were to read any of the literature, you're going to be scratching your head and trying to come up with things that you're trying to understand that you probably can't possibly understand. Yeah. I mean, maybe I you could understand it, Chris, I but the, the average uh, Joe, yeah, the certainly not. The person yeah. is not going to get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you pay the big bucks like well for it, man, right? Yeah. You know all the ionosphere. That's the first day they're like, here's, here's the thing that's going to get you through in life, man, is the ionosphere. Yeah. When I got to ionospherology 101. <laughs> they make you take that. First I year. said, professor, sit down. <laughs> And I took the chalk and started drawing chemtrails. <laughs> you just do a big circle and you put ions. And you put like a couple of dots and you're like, there they are. That's where they, if you want to know where the ions are. I just, I just drew a, I just drew a sphere made yeah. of ions. It sounds so cool though. Like if there was an X-Man and he was like, I can create a sphere of ions and shoot it at my foes. I'd be like, I bet that rules. I bet it looks really cool. <laughs> But I think Chris is right in that, like, it's not just ignorance, though. It's like a distrust, like any intellectual streak to a certain degree. Like, we're kind of a lot of people are taught to like really and maybe that's a psyop, too, is like really distrust people that represent like knowledge. I mean, like, and there's like a problem with like, it's not that like if you work at a university doesn't mean like you're a virtuous being by default. Right. There's a lot of like there's a lot of bias in universities and a lot of ways in which like, you know, like uh like you know both science and like liberal arts are are used as like the academy are used to like prop up you know like oppressive regimes both in our own country and other countries too but like if you listen to a lot of like right-wing conspiracy theorists like i don't mean to get make your your podcast too political i hope i'm not overstretching my my bounds here let's get into it those college professors oh those college professors are like are are like filling everybody's minds with like lies and you're like (laughs) okay i'm sure somebody's lying somewhere but like i'm sure there are but like and, but again, like they misapply it in like this benign way where like I'm sure there's more direct ways like scientists to do bad things. The science isn't there. Ions cannot cause earthquakes. How do you know, Mike? Are you an ionospherologist? <laughs> I don't think that's actually a profession. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so there have been a lot of conspiracy theories flying around about COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah, let's talk about some of these more... Uh contemporary yeah dumb i mean this podcast is evergreen ish some of them are are the the first one that i really wanted to talk about is a little more plausible although the problem with it is there's no really direct evidence for it or against it and that is this wet market versus viral research lab origin of the virus uh which i only heard about a few days ago and i guess there's uh, a bunch of these virus labs and there's actually quite a few of them around the around the world but there's 
uh, one or two in Wuhan where the virus originated that work on coronaviruses and specifically, and this seems unwise to me, they and other laboratories like them work on ways of making these viruses more easily transmitted and more deadly, et cetera. Oh. Which which yeah, seems like a really sounds bad. <laughs> just a terrible idea. Like, oh, let's just kick this thing up a notch. Yeah. Or Ooh. we could probably not. Um so I, I was I was looking into it because I'd heard someone mentioned this on a podcast and they said it very matter of factly like, Oh, this is where it actually came from with Sue's labs. And I was like, Huh, I wonder maybe it did. But the problem with it that I found is of course, if you do the actual genetics on COVID-19, it doesn't have any of the markers that these sort of enhanced or genetically modified viruses have. So mm-hmm. you, you can tell if you sequence the genome of, of a virus, if it's been modified. Uh, okay. Because it doesn't it doesn't look the same as a natural genome. Things are inserted in sort of an artificial way. And so the COVID-19 virus that's currently affecting the populace does not seem to be a genetically modified uh, organism. It's just a wild organism. Doesn't mean it couldn't have come from a lab because it could be the 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 sort of brood stock like before they'd kind of fucked with it sure. right and one of the main labs that does this in wuhan is only uh like 20 or so kilometers away from the wet market where yeah. the epicenter is and then basically they can only track a few cases of, of the original cases to the wet market they can't they don't they can't track them all it doesn't mean that they weren't involved but they can't actually track a large number of them i think something like two-thirds of them they don't they, they don't have any direct connection to this wet market hmm. but it's a popular market and if you live in the area and this thing's highly transmissible, then... Gary. Okay, so the other thing was that, I guess, you can make these viruses more virulent in sort of a more natural way, and that sort of leaves the door open. Like, you can do these kinds of experiments in a really low-tech way Mm -hmm. to make viruses more virulent. It just, it takes longer, and it's, it is undetectable, but it takes longer, and it's not very, um, you can't direct it very well. Sure. I don't know right. the science behind that, but either way, there's no proof for or against that one particularly. There's just sort of a void. The, the problem with China is they don't like to give up a lot of information. And I guess those labs also had been flagged as having some problems as well. Corona and, outbreak, perhaps? Well, maybe some like security issues, etc. And I guess they were partly US funded. So there'd been a few specters that had gone and there'd been some issues with the lab. So it's Did it's you hard- say specters? Inspectors. Oh, inspectors. Not, 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 not ghosts. Not ghost-like specters. <laughs> <laughs> A ghost hates the living so much that he stole coronavirus and released it into the wet market. He kissed a bat, and then the bat got it, and then the bat bit. <laughs> he just wants more friends in the, you know, like in the yeah, in between. Exactly. This one I found really plausible, though. I really do find this one really plausible. There, There's, like, quite a lot of instances of viruses kind of getting out. I guess there's yeah. been a couple of cases of smallpox, like, ah. just being found in, like, boxes. Oh, God. <laughs> like, just, oh, <laughs> we forgot about this box of smallpox. God. Just in an office somewhere and, and like anthrax and various other things. And even just with coronaviruses getting out a little bit here and there, other coronaviruses that are maybe not as uh, virulent, etc. So huh. they're, they're not perfect, you know, but people that work at these labs and things get forgotten and they're usually controlled by bureaucracies and right. things can get out. 
which is probably why we yeah. shouldn't purposely make viruses more virulent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was that one. That one really like it, it stuck to me. I was like, that seems completely yeah. plausible. Something weird's going on for sure. I mean, like the way there's it's so frustrating to try to follow. I mean, like not that I'm doing the best job of it, but like there's so many ideological hurdles that you have to look at to try to find actual meaning from it. You know what I mean? Like because like friction between China and the U.S. There's so much you have to like sort through and be like, well, okay, well, I guess you have to read everything with a little bit of criticism, not just take everything you read as gospel. You have to like make your own conclusions based on like taking both sides and try to, I guess, synthesize uh, what you believe is actually happening. Now let's talk about the crackpot theory. Yeah. <laughs> People think that 5G, yeah. <laughs> the new uh, fifth generation um, cellular tower signal system, which is faster than 4G, is making people sick or directly giving them coronavirus? It makes sense. Uh, there's a f- few schools of thought. Either way, people are literally like burning down and 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 destroying 5G towers. Oh, I really? I guess it's a a lot of it has happened in uh, in England, yeah. in the UK, and uh, obviously some of it in the states where there's lots of crackpots, but. <laughs> Not um, in Canada, though. No crackpots here. So this one was interesting. I mean, it's interesting. It doesn't... It, 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 n- there's no legitimate scientist who's saying this is even remotely possible. Yeah. And even, like, the explanations are like, it's toxic for the immune system. And then no explanation as to what they mean by that. Immune system's really complicated, it, it, but no one's wanting... You know, none of the sort of people who are pushing this are saying it does this or that specifically to the immune system. Not only that, 5G actually is less energetic than 4G and 3G. You need a a lot more towers because uh, I guess the signal is much weaker. So it's actually, it's actually should affect us less than the previous generations of these uh, signals. So Hmm. yeah, you need like two or three times more towers to broadcast 5G. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I get so they said it's like something like half as half as much energy is transmitted in a five G signal, which is literally just a higher frequency uh, electromagnetic wave transmitting data. Huh. Hmm. What I've I've heard is that five uh, G interferes with our weather prediction like frequencies, so that if as five G becomes more prevalent, it's actually going to reduce our ability to like predict your hurricanes and stuff like that. Oh, might be an example of like a psyop just spitballing in a, in a crackpot kind of way. I mean, like if a telecom company is like, Hey, we want to like bring this new thing out so that we can do 5g. And they're like, and they're like, if, if government officials are like, well, we want to cover for this obvious defect that it has, like let's spread this other really bizarre, goofy theory about how it actually causes coronavirus. And then, people will instantly trust it right now because you've manufactured consent, right? You'd be like, you've introduced like an op, you, instead of letting the opposition grow organically, you've introduced like a ridiculous opposition that is easily refutable. And then you feel like, uh, like now that you see some people like would, will take it like as a badge of honor. Like I'm using 5d because I'm not like those, those ignorant fools that are like burning down the thing. Like I'm a, I'm like a well citizen. So when you said uh, it was a psyop, I thought for a second you were saying that um, the weather interference thing is just a cover up for the fact that 5G network is giving us all coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be the other way. Exactly. You, you could be right. Who knows, man? You, you are sounding a bit like a crackpot and you I may know. want to go outside and go for a walk at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. That's the problem. 
it's COVID. All I have to do is just like imagine all the way that like the government is poisoning my I like. Also uh, my that you stop saving your own pee <laughs> in jars. Yeah. Okay. No one will okay. steal my essence, Chris. Especially not the government, not you. Take, take the Kleenex. Take yeah. the Kleenex boxes <laughs> off your feet. <laughs> not the grays. Not the. Uh, what are the different kinds of aliens? There's the grays. Uh, uh, and the I don't know the big eye, the, not the ones from the center of the okay. earth. Then they won't well, steal the, the liz- essence. There's either. the lizard people that live below us. Yeah. Oh man, don't even get me started on the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> that's something we probably should have talked about. Is the lizard but, people conspiracy? That's it is interesting. It's just, it's so crackpotty. It's not even funny. Give me give me a quick breakdown of lizard people. <laughs> um, we are all control. There's a sequel. It's kind of like going back. It's like an anti-Semitic trope, right? Is that like oh. the pri- the protocols of the elders of Zion? The idea that there's like a secret Jewish banker cabal that actually like controls the world and they like have their fingers and everything. So it, the lizard people is like, but behind them are lizard, <laughs> the lizard people <laughs> from the center of the earth, <laughs> <laughs> and they can sort of disguise themselves yeah. as humans. And there's like all these videos on YouTube where they'll be dissecting this video where there's like a little uh, a little digital aberration. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they like think it's like the lizard eye showing for a second. Yeah. Oh. It's really oh. good, kind of yeah. like shapeshift. Yeah. Anyway, it's really crazy. <laughs> Can you throw yeah. out some names of other conspiracy things that people could look up if they want to like dig deeper? Um, you mentioned Epstein. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole. That's a, like that's a that's really interesting because like going back to like because like, he had so many friends like and like Bill Gates was one of them, right? And so one of Epstein's things was that he it's kind of building it to like this idea that like rich people, especially rich white people believe that they are like su- genetically superior to like the ultramention of like that consists of most of humanity. Right. So like they are genetically, it's like a prosperity gospel things. Like if you are, if you are rich, you're like, you are a divine, you're like, you're a semi divine being that is like been picked by Providence or God or whoever to like, because it's the superiority of your genes to be, to be good. Right. So, like and so he had this weird fantasy where he was going to breed him. He wanted to live forever. He wanted to get like his head cut off, I think, and like and like impreg- use his sperm to like impregnate a bunch of people so that he would like live forever. Like, he was really into like using his spreading his genes, right? So, and then he actually was they speculated to be friends with Bill Gates and Bill Gates. I mean, I don't know. This is kind of I don't even know how much I believe it, but like he he said some weird stuff about like population control in like Africa. So like. Mm-hmm. And like, and how like we got out, like overpopulation is like uh, is a big thing in Africa. In Africa, we have to be worried about it. Like, and that's kind of a lot of rich people talk about. Like, they really want to get us to think about, oh, there's too many people, there's too many people, there's too many people. And like, a conspiracy theory is that they're preparing us for like the apocalypse that happens, where like you know, like they they use harp to like flood the earth, and there's like it's water world, and like, we just <laughs> assume, we just accept that, like, oh yeah, well, like all those people are, are like are gonna, all those people died in the, but it's like, but we needed them to die because. If they didn't, then the world was going to explode. And like, if we want to look at it, like, but in a way, like, it's climate change isn't because of the number of people; it's because of the allocation of resources. Like, and if we could allocate those resources in a more egalitarian and like equal way, it didn't matter if we have eight billion people or thirteen billion people. We could apply technology to like to like make sure everybody was fed, right? So they're like using their own system to like justify a further atrocity later down the road, right? So they're planting the seeds. Of something that's going to happen later and preparing us for more austerity that's going to happen as like the climate gets worse and like you know like there's going to be like 
yeah, it's going to be like uh, like this like dystopias that you see like Snowpiercer or that Elysium, that Matt Damon movie where like everybody is like uh, all the rich people live in like a satellite above. Because like, like isn't like I forget isn't Elon Musk like that? He's like I want to he's, sh- he's shooting cars into space and he, like wants to colonize Mars and shit. Like that makes you think like are all these rich people just going to like they either want to live like in a bubble at the bottom of the ocean or like a New Zealand or like want to go to Mars because they have this idea that like they're the superior like creme de la creme and they and like we're all the rabble that exists to like shoot them into like the next stage of human evolution or something like that i don't really think that's real but like i don't know so basically rich people are responsible for the covid19 pandemic is that what you're saying well yeah i mean (laughs) yes in the sense that like did they physically shoot up everybody with coronavirus no like did they did they They spread it with the airplanes yeah exactly yeah through chemtrails they definitely put put uh, coronavirus in the chemtrails and also, they took away the real Coke. What? That's a conspiracy the, theory. Is that uh, the Coke that we're drinking now? I think isn't the real isn't the real Coke. It's new Coke. Oh, it's we're that, talking about Coca Cola, not cocaine. Yeah, I see. That and Elvis is alive. That's another big one. He is an Uber being. He's existed since the dawn of time. He's already on Mars. Yeah, exactly. He's paving the way for the the for the, all the other rich people. With his cool, bedazzled white polyester suits. I appreciate your enthusiasm, and I would definitely call you a legitimate enthusiast. Oh, I thought you were going to say crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> and <Yeah>. crackpot. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, what have you been listening to? Uh, lots of stuff. I, uh, a lot of Dio, Ronnie James Dio. I'm really oh. getting back into him lately. He rules re- a lot. <laughs> That's so, like a metal guy, right? Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he's like really life affirming. Like, he talks about like the end of the rainbow and stuff like that. Like one of his songs is just "We Rock." And if you want to like get up in the morning and like feel like, yeah, like I'm gonna actually get geared up and like tackle the the new world order today, like listen to "We Rock," and you might feel like a little bit better about your lot in life. Okay. Yeah. Also, I can say this book that I've listened to that has kind of spun me out is uh, The CIA as Organized Crime by Douglas Valentine. I've been listening to it on audiobook from audible.com. Jeff Bezos, he's sending me mind messages through <laughs> my Audible app. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's really good. And uh, if you like a podcast, there's this one called Truanon. They kind of cover the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And they have a couple episodes on COVID as well, if you're interested in that. Oh, so true. I, won't, I like, uh, yeah, they're they're pretty entertaining. True and on. True and on. So it's kind of like QAnon. Like, that's a whole other thing, the Q conspiracy. Right. But uh, yeah, this, but it, it's kind of a pun on that. Also, if you look up old house music on YouTube, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds right up Chris's alley anyway. Does, I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? What have you listened to? Well, last night, Chris and I were hanging out. And I put on Devendra Banhart. Oh, Devendra Banhart. Yeah. Do you know sure. that person? We didn't really know him and we really like him now. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was just trying, I was trying to get some work done yesterday. And so I was putting on like some random bands that I know other people like. And so we were listening to that last night also. Yeah. 
and uh he's pretty cool he's like all over the place yeah kind of experimental there's like some electronic stuff and some very like sweet and tender stuff and then some totally wacky like acid trip stuff i might have been a bit high uh-huh. what <laughs> what <laughs> i looked up some song titles of devender banhart Okay. Uh, because I don't know the songs until yesterday, oh. but there is one called Saturday Night that was pretty good, and tonight is Saturday Night that we're recording this. It's every Saturday night, and the time sure is wrong. Time to get uptight and along alone. It's every Saturday night, while the time sure is wrong. So get along alone now, alone, alone now. Alone. So you're not going to play Fancy Man for us? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Fancy Man. There was some good and there was some bad. <laughs> it was um very, very silly. It was silly. Do either of you fine gentlemen have anything you would like to promote, uh, Mikael? I would say there's lots of other conspiracy theories that are really terrifying but interesting to look up. Oh, yeah. Iran-Contra. Just look up at the connection between CIA drugs in the United States. Freeway, Rick Ross, crack cocaine epidemic. It's all uh, in rap songs. It's really interesting to listen to hmm. and hear about. And uh, yeah, that's something I plug. I have one episode of a podcast that my friends and I tried to get started about CBC's Heartland. Okay. We called it Heartlads. <laughs> but it exists. I think it exists on SoundCloud if you look it up. But uh, we're not doing it anymore. It, it's uh, unfortunately it's, one of my many creative endeavors that project. I never got off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. I had a good time doing it. And uh, that's it. Chris? Yeah, I'll be selling, apparently, vegetables through some sort of online portal here in Perth, Ontario. I think starting May 16th through Brook Valley Produce, and that's also through the Perth Farmer's Market. And then uh, Capital Aquarium continues unabated, despite the unavailability of any tropical fish. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, imagine trying to get new fish is probably pretty hard, right? It's not possible. (laughs) (laughs) OttawaAquariums.ca Great. (laughs) Mel? Yes? What up? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything you want to plug? Well, you could check out my art website. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm finally updating it after three years (laughs) of not updating it. So there's actually a lot of new stuff going up there. By the time this episode airs, I think it'll be full on updated. And that's MelodyStarkWeather.ca. And you can find the podcast at TeachMeTigerPodcast.ca. Also, go follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are at Teach Me Tiger Podcast. And on Instagram, I do a lot of like images that supplement the pod. So I'll find some cool ones that relate to what we talked to tonight. And they'll be on Instagram. So like run there and uh, follow us. And we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher, all the things. Please subscribe. And if you have literally two dollars a month to spare give it to me teach me tiger podcast i mean 
Give it to Teach Me Tiger Podcast <laughs> <laughs> at patreon.com slash teach me tiger podcast. And then you gain access to many bonus episodes. And our guest tonight, Mr. Mike Freeman, just became a new patron. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. You're buying me coffee. I want to say I've been a pa- okay. I've been a patron for at least yeah. I want to say two days, possibly. <laughs> so I'm an old hat. I'm a longtime supporter. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Mike Freeman. Mr. Hey, do kids call you Mr. Freeman at school? They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> Mr. Tibbs? That's a no, reference that's... from one of my favorite Sidney Poitier movies. Oh. <laughs> they call me Mr. Tibbs. Yeah, that's, it's, in, it. it's from me in the heat of the night. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be really weird if they called you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Oh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to me. And Love I, you, buddy. Uh, thanks. Love you thanks chris for coming on and doing this with me and thank you everyone for listening and And remember remember, it's it's a a jungle jungle out there Can I just like layer them on top of each other? You should. I will.